Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Hello, my name is Matt, host of the Pirate History Podcast. Pirates rank among the most mythologized and romanticized of all historical figures. It can become easy to forget that pirates were real people that had real-world concerns. If you like tales of high seas adventure, daring do, and also want to learn more about who Blackbeard supported to be king, you can learn more about all of that at the Pirate History Podcast. Southern Gothic is a podcast that explores the history behind some of the American South's darkest days, greatest mysteries, and most chilling ghost stories. Hey, y'all. So last week, I brought you on down to my hometown of New Orleans, where we explored the legend of a man named Jacques St. Germain, who I'm sure you'll remember folks say was a vampire. Well, as you can imagine, New Orleans has a lot of stories like this one, although honestly, most aren't really as fully formed or have as much of a basis in history as Jacques St. Germain or the Casket Girls. But there is one that not a lot of folks outside of the city have heard of, the Carter Brothers. So today, on this Southern Gothic minisode, I'm going to take you down to their place, which y'all, in true New Orleans fashion, it's only three blocks from Jacques St. Germain's on Royal Street in the heart of the French Quarter. The year was 1932, when a police officer encountered a woman running down Royal Street, panicked and covered in blood. Upon catching a breath, the frantic young woman told him that she had just escaped from two brothers who had attacked her, brought her home with them, and tied her to a chair so that they could drink her blood. Obviously, the officer struggled to believe what he was hearing, but the woman was adamant that she was not their only victim. There were others still there, tied up and held captive. In fact, the only reason she was able to escape was because the men had been careless in securing her ropes. So she was able to slip free when the brothers left. As crazy as this sounded, there was no denying that the woman had endured something truly horrific. And the prospect of others being involved convinced the officer to investigate. He then followed her back to the building where she claimed to have been held captive, an apartment above a shop on the corner of Royal and St. Anne Streets. And as soon as they arrived there, every ounce of doubt that he had pertaining to her claim was completely erased. 
when the man and his fellow officers approached the apartment, they were immediately hit with the unmistakable odor of death and decay, a pungent smell clearly coming from behind the door. But bravely, they entered anyway. And what they found was as horrific of a scene as the woman had described. Over a dozen victims sat bound in chairs before them, their wrists wrapped in bandages that were still moist with blood. Most of them were barely clinging on to life. Fortunately, the police were now able to save them and get these captives medical attention. But upon further investigation of the apartment, they discovered that they were too late for some. In another room lay two dead bodies. They were wrapped in blankets, completely drained of their blood. The surviving victims found in the apartment corroborated what the young woman had initially claimed, and they told the authorities that the brothers left the apartment early each morning, just before daybreak, and returned every evening, just after dark. They then removed the bandages from their captives, used a knife to reopen their wounds, and then catch the dripping blood with cups so they could drink until their hunger was satiated. The brothers then redressed their victims' wounds, not because they were concerned for them, but rather to make sure that their food source didn't die too soon. The monsters' names were John, and Wayne Carter. Luckily, the Carter brothers had no idea that the woman was able to escape after they left that morning. So when they arrived home that evening, the police were waiting for them. Yet the Carters did not put up a fight, and they confessed to the crimes almost immediately. But oddly, they also begged the police to kill them. They told them that they were in fact vampires and if they were released, they were powerless over their hunger for human blood and would have no choice but to kill again. Of course, the police had no intention of doing this, and legend says that they were then tried in front of a judge and jury as serial killers, then convicted for their crimes, and eventually the Carter brothers were in fact executed and buried. Eventually, though, rumors began to spread through town of what really went on in that Royal Street apartment. And a lot of people began to question who the Carter brothers really were. So it was decided that the pair would be exhumed to try and uncover the truth. But when the vault for their tomb was opened, they discovered that absolutely nothing remained inside. No dust, bone, or even a mere scrap of clothing. The tomb was empty. It seemed that somehow, some way, the brothers were not actually executed, and that although they may have appeared dead, they managed to escape the vault, a feat that no mere mortal could possibly undertake. To this day, it's said that the Carter brothers still return to New Orleans from time to time, enjoying the sights and sounds of the Crescent City, and of course the blood of its people. As for the building that they purportedly called home, it's typically identified as what is now 800 to 806 Royal Street, a three-story corner property, just like the mansion 
of Jacques St. Germain. But while the legend of the Carter brothers continues to be told in the streets of the French Quarter, there seems to be little to suggest that there is any truth behind the legend as no documentary evidence seems to exist to support it. Not a single newspaper article, census record, or even a headstone. Then again, if the Carter brothers were in fact vampires, maybe this was part of their plan after all. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is an independent podcast produced by siblings Brianne and Brandon Schecksneider. If you're a fan of the show and would like more content, be sure to join us over on Patreon or become a premium subscriber on the Apple Podcast app. There, you'll receive access to both ad-free and monthly bonus episodes. This show is also a member of Airwave Media, a podcast network that features some of the leading storytellers in audio entertainment, including other chart-topping podcasts like Redacted History and Historical Blindness. For more info on Southern Gothic, be sure to visit southerngothicmedia.com today. And as always, thanks for listening. Lucky Lady Shacks. Have you ever wondered who the Mary was from Bloody Mary? If the Loch Ness Monster was real, or if Ouija boards actually worked? On each episode of the family-friendly Unspookable, we look at the histories and mysteries behind your favorite scary stories, myths, and urban legends to get the real stories behind the scares. Want to solve your next mystery? Find and follow Unspookable now, wherever you get your podcasts. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely? That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.